What is up, everybody? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. With me, Tom Shelby. It's a good time to love video games. Shanae Howard. Hi, guys. Every week we get together and talk about video games, have a great time. Tom, yes. what's up with you? Uh, been playing Doom. Nice. The original Doom. Nice. So, I've been playing a lot this week, but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about Doom. Okay. Uh, Fantastic game. You know, PC gaming, man. You know what a bitch it is to get Doom to run on a modern setup? I really feel like that's why people post all those I got Doom to run on this thing yeah. articles. You have to download it. Well, there's a few different things you can download. I downloaded a uh, file called ZDoom. Okay. ZDoom or VDoom? Fuck, I don't remember. Either way, you have to download this, go into the local program files, uh-huh. and replace one of those with this file to get it to properly work. Nevertheless, got it working. Yeah. Still phenomenal. Still fun. That game really, really holds up. Uh, also playing uh, Ukulele. Yeah, you were. That was uh, that was going on when I got here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ukulele got higher middling reviews, lots of sevens and sixes. Yeah. Uh, I think that ukulele to me is like almost what No Man's Sky was to you. How do you figure? Because people expected so much from these games. People thought that Ukulele was going to bring back the third-person platform or the 3D platformer, right? And just revolutionize the genre and all this and that. Platonic never promised that. Sure. Platonic said, "Hey, we're making the successor to Banjo Kazooie," and that's what Ukulele is. And so, basically, a, a case of people not managing their expectations. Yeah, I think it's it's fun. If you like banjo, this is like banjo. Yeah. Uh, that game is. I didn't. Re- I guess you were playing it for about maybe ten minutes after I got here. Uh, that game very much like you could very easily uh, just uh, replace Yuka and Lele with Banjo Kazooie and play the same damn game. Sure, but it still, if you, I mean, like you said, if you like that, mm-hmm. then it would still be a decent experience. And I'll say this: when the game launched, there were a lot of problems on the console versions. I'm playing on PC. Yeah. Uh, but from what I understand, those problems have since been addressed. Yeah. It looks cool. I, I noticed in the main menu that there were some multiplayer options there. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, yeah. I know there's co-op, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. I wonder if that's local only or or uh, if there's online too. But I did get that game for free, so it's not like I put my own money into it or anything like that. Sure. But I'm enjoying it. That. Uh, by the way, how did you how did you pull that off? How did I get it for free? Yeah. A friend sent me a code over PSN. Oh, how nice. Yeah. That's really cool. It's nice to have friends. Yeah. You make a lot of video game friends, you get a lot of free video game things. Yeah. I got a free thing last night. It wasn't a video game thing, though. I got a HD digital uh, copy of Fight Club. Cool. That was kind of neat. The only thing about it is that I can't view it on any of my devices uh, because I don't have any devices that have Google Play on them. There's Google Play on your phone. That's true. I wonder. I wonder if I could, but I can't stream that to my TV. The though, only thing that the, the thing, if you get an Apple TV, you could. Yeah. The only thing that Google Play doesn't allow on iOS devices is podcasts. I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, I know that because of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have an Android phone, you can use Google Play to listen to us. If you have an iOS device, you cannot. Yeah. 
if you don't like iTunes for some reason, there's always Stitcher and all those other things. Uh, Shanae, how has this week been for you? For you? Uh, for you? Um, it's been really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You showed us all those pictures of your IKEAs. Oh yeah, I went. Uh, me and Bert went to IKEA yesterday, and mm-hmm. um. Y'all getting ready for the big move. Getting ready for the big move. Um, uh-huh. uh, I've been, I've just been, I've been nesting super hard and I've just been like thinking about different decorating stuff. And I know it's like boring to a lot of people, but I love that like in Sims. Um, I think you're talking about like candy at one point, like spending a bunch of time building the houses and then not really playing the game. Uh, like after that terribly much. I spent most of my time building the houses. I loved it. And I'm just, I don't know. I've just been super excited about it and, like, uh, looking at different fabrics and stuff for, like, things that I can just make on my own. I, I thought nesting was only something people did when they was pregnant. Are you making an announcement right now? No. Confirmed. Oh. <laughs> Baby no. Howard. <laughs> Baby like, Howard. It's, it's like... <laughs> Howard Howard. No. You should, if you ever had a son, you should name him Howard Howard. <laughs> uh, no. No. Uh, though I did almost adopt a dog. So that you, you should have named him Howard. I mean, I could have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't really been playing much because I've just been packing. Mm. Uh. And then uh, <coughs> I bought this puzzle and decided like, oh, this is gonna be my last puzzle of like this apartment since that's kind of been like what I've been doing for like, the last couple months. Sure. Um, and it's like the worst puzzle I've ever put together and it's taking me so long and it's been, I'm spending so much time on it and it's just like, I, uh, I use my roommate's like overhead or he has like a little, he has a headlamp for like camping and I've been using it to try and tell the difference between these pieces. Yeah. And. How many pieces is it? That a thousand. So you're sitting in your apartment with a lamp on your head looking at puzzle pieces. Yeah. I spent a lot of time doing puzzles this week. What's the picture supposed to be? Uh, it's like a headlamp. It's like <laughs> thirteen wolves and on like the night sky. Okay, and with like a giant moon. Okay, and all the wolves look the same, and like the night sky looks the same, and there's like I don't know, there's just like different variances of black. Yeah, and I just did not think about how difficult it would be. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> well, that sucks. You are a strange woman, Shanae. Yeah, you are really weird. Yeah, I am. But uh, I mean, that's cool. Puzzles and, and stuff. So when is the when is the move when is the move in date? Uh, move in is the twenty sixth. And that's coming up. Yeah. Oh, well. I've also been packing. What's the address? Yeah, <laughs> say the address so that so that our fans can come visit you. Uh, I don't know, but like, will my social security number do? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, go totally. Ahead. Put that out there, and your credit card number while you're at it. I mean, might as well. Yeah. I mean, I trust you guys. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, what have you been up to, Ryan? <laughs> well, um, I have been uh, I've been playing a few things. Um, I'm you sent us a picture of Sky Dancer. Okay, so I wasn't gonna bring it up, but now that you brought it up, that's okay. Yeah. So yes, uh, and sea it's, biscuit. It's not Sky Dancer, by the way. <laughs> Space biscuit. <laughs> uh, Tom is referencing a picture that I sent him and Shanae last night, uh, where I took a screenshot of one of my new of one of my new ships at Elite Dangerous, which is known as an Imperial Courier. 
Uh, and within in the last update, they made it so that you could name your ships and put the name of the ship on on the ship itself. And I call this especially nimble little lady Star Dancer. And Star Dancer. Yeah, because she dances like a graceful yet graceful yet elegant lady. I said name it Star Prancer. I guess I could change it. Mm-hmm. I could change it to Star Prancer. Uh, I have, you know, I've been, uh, I finally finished that long journey that I was on and uh, finally back to Civilized Space and everything. Uh, but I've also been playing, uh, I've also been playing, uh, what do you call it? The the Evil Within. Oh, yeah. 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 You got hyped after seeing the trailer for the second one. Yeah. So I had to go back in. Yeah. So uh, maybe this was... Uh, Maybe a month or two before you joined the show, Shanae, but I did a I did a check it out on the first The Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game uh, the game that we saw at uh, at E3 the, se- the when they unveiled the sequel at E3, like I was playing it, I was I was watching it, and I was like, man, there's a lot, there's a, there's probably a lot of references in the second game that I'm probably not gonna get, and so I went back. Now I had a save file for a pretty decent length into the game. But it had been shit over a year since I'd actually booted that game up, so I was like, "Well, I got to start over." Um, as th- is, as is everyone want to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that game immediately gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't remember it scaring me like that before, but it certainly did. It's certainly doing it now. Um, and I, yeah, I, I attribute that to it just being easier to scare me as time goes on. Um, <laughs> You'd be a very jumpy old man. Yeah. Uh, so the th- the main thing is that the way that they the way that they showed the Evil Within two was like a really like a really rapid uh, series of hard cuts to like these different milk of, these different milks uh, these these <laughs> these uh, and the, but a lot of the sequences were like kind of action heavy. I I noticed. And I was playing the, and I, I'm by no means think that's like an actual indication of what that game's gonna be like. Uh, but I didn't real, I didn't remember it before, but the first game, uh, the first Evil Within, they're really restrictive on the ammo. Uh, cause of course. It's, it's part of that whole survival horror experience. But it's they, a Mikami game. Yeah, but the cool thing is they have a really, actually, actually a pretty decent stealth system in the game. So you can actually uh, get by, like you can kill like a lot of the regular enemies without firing a shot, uh, because the game allows you to do uh, do sneaking kills or stealth kills. I should have said. Uh, also, real quick, hey yeah. Doif, or the Doif, sorry. Oh hey. Yeah. What's up? Oh um, yeah. That's that, yes, how we're doing. For those oh, listening, yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. We're doing how all right. How are you? For those listening, we are uh, we are now streaming the shows on Twitch as we record them. So Sinead <laughs> talks about somebody. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. Like I, the Tom, remember that time when you were watching me play uh, Outlast? And uh, oh yeah, the doy says good. <laughs> remember that time you were watching me play Outlast uh, over the interwebs, and uh, the 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 guy was like looking for me while I was hiding under the bed. Yeah. Um, you screamed like a bitch, <laughs> dude. I get so Just startled. Like a bitch. I get so startled so easily, and I knew that. I don't know. I like the scary games, but like I can't play them for an extended period of time 
because they just get to me too much. And there's a lot of that in The Evil Within because, like, like, you can hide under beds or, like, hide in closets when people are looking for you. And that tension is almost too much for me. I really want to see you play, like, Fatal Frame. Oh, no. Fatal, Fatal Frame fucked me up. Uh, like all those like those horror games with like a lot of the jump scares and stuff like that. It's just like it's I can't do it. That that happened when uh the day that I bought um what was that what was that uh, that PlayStation game with uh that horror game that came out? It's very big. The 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 one in with the snow and there's the uh it's got uh it's got the like the whatever. I'm trying now. I, now it's gonna bother me. It's the it's the one. It's the uh, it's a really scary one. It's like the the uh, the ch- I don't want to call it choose your own adventure or whatever. Oh, until dawn. Until dawn. That's oh. what it was. Yeah, yeah. So that one that that game is oh, like yeah. all jump scares. Also, the doors totally got it on there as well. Until yeah. dawn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That game. There's like a lot of jump scares in that one, and like every single one. Like Tom got annoyed at some point. Because like every every single jump scare, I started screaming, and Tom was just sitting there. On <laughs> well, the you were in my house. Tom was just sitting there, like stone faced, like man, you guys are dumb. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, you and Kayla, very yeah. startled. Yeah, I mean, I, oh man, I, 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 I'm easily frightened. So, uh, let me ask yeah. you with with uh, the Evil Within two coming out, knowing now, which we didn't know when it was revealed, but knowing now that it is not directed by Shinji Mikami, there were rumors that it would be directed by one of three proteges of his, and that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, direct, directed by the guy that I don't know, directed by the guy that that directed the Evil Within uh, DLCs. Mm. Uh, Still excited for it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, and that's primarily based on, you know, what I have played of The Evil Within as of right now. Um, you know, I never I never got to touch any of the DLCs yeah. on that game. So, I, but I think that... How long do I have until The Evil Within 2 comes out? I think it comes out in November or October. Yeah, October 13th. That's right, because they made a big deal about that Friday the 13th release. Oh, yeah. Um... I think that playing, like, getting to the point where I can... Pl- I'm pretty sure I'll be able to finish that game with enough time. Absolutely, you will. Um, and pl- maybe playing playing the DLC will probably inform me of what I can what I can probably... Ex- like, a little bit of what I can expect from yeah. Evil Within 2. Um, but I've... I, I don't really... really passing remember. the torch. Passing the torch, as it were. Pretty cool. Yeah, that, that is really that is really neat. And I think that uh, I think that we're going to see... Um, we're going to see a little bit more of that with some other franchises as well. Well, a lot of these, you know, very well-known, critically praised uh, game directors are aging out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. that And I kind of... And that's kind of really what I've been doing is getting ready for... Uh, a lot of these releases that are coming out later this year, and you know, especially if they're like kind of a part of a kind of a part of established series, yeah. Trying to finish the games that preceded the the new releases, just so I can be caught up. Sure, um, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. So, Evil Within is was the, is the first on my list. Um, but anyway, uh, the Dwarf was asking uh, about our thoughts on the Wolfenstein two trailer. Oh wow, uh, divisive. Yeah. So. I I I liked it. Uh, I know I know it's making a lot of people excited about Wolfenstein that yeah. haven't been in a long time. It's I, I thought the trailer was super hype. I thought it was uh, interesting, but I also don't have like, a huge nostalgia boner for Wolfenstein like other people do. I think that we can we all tend to agree that what Machine Games did with that series is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, 
sequels, especially sequels that change direction this much, oftentimes can have issues. Yeah. Uh, being set in the United States is kind of weird. I don't think it's necessarily a bad choice, but Ryan and I talked about it. Games like Homefront or Turning Point that both kind of flopped. Yeah. That yeah. were very similar storylines, maybe not as, you know, mystical and fucking yeah. spooky as Wolfenstein, but some similar storylines that kind of flopped. Uh, what, do you remember what game came out? Um, like, at this around the same time Homefront did? Or maybe it was Homefront? Um, actually, I don't think... It, no, because it was it happened in France, and as like you defeated the Nazis, like it got more colorful. I've never... The blob? I've, is, is it <laughs> no, the blob? <laughs> or, like, it started changing colors. Never mind. I'll remember I better. I, I don't know what game that Pretty is. Pretty sure it was the blob. No. <laughs> I remember the blob. Uh, so I mean, the John whole, White skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, the whole hook of uh, of uh, Wolfenstein, uh, well, with what they established with the New Order, is the whole alternate history. You know, what if the Nazis won? Uh, and it, you know, it worked well for what it was. Uh, and I by no means was playing Wolfenstein for the story. Uh, but you were surprised that it I was, was decent. Yeah, I was surprised at how, how good the story actually turned out to be. Uh, that being said, though, I, I kind of share Tom's concern with the setting uh, that uh, that they did show for uh, the new Colossus, just because like whenever you set things like this uh, in the United States, as we saw with you know with Homefront, they lean really really hard into that angle. To the point where it's kind of almost trying too hard. I'm still psyched for the game. Yeah, sure. Still going to buy it. Yeah, the game. Uh, But there's like, like, it's weird that like in the first game, uh, you know, BJ's in his coma or whatever, and he gets out. He's lost no muscle mass. He can walk just fine and attack a bunch of dudes. And then in this game, there seems to be a similar situation going on. But you wake up and uh, at the behind closed doors events, they showed that. You start that game in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of weird. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, obviously... Like, why, why is it so tonally different, right? Like, why mm-hmm. is the, the first game, you know, that doesn't even phase them, but suddenly that's an issue. Yeah. I think it's just for fans. I think it's because people, like, bitched about it before, and, like, and it's addressed, maybe it's just trying to be meta. Maybe. I felt like the trailer was really successful, as um, more successful than... Um, more successful than other trailers that were shown. Um, I think a problem that like Homefront and a lot of those games have is you're trying to convey the story of what this new America is like. Yeah, right. That it does seem forced. I did feel like from the trailer of Wolfenstein that they like everything that they showed had like a reason. Like when you saw like the KKK member like talking uh, like out in the open, and then like you saw the interaction between like the little bartender guy mm-hmm. and you. It's all just like showing the order of this world. Yeah. The new order. The, yeah, as yeah. it were. <laughs> the new order. And so it is showing like how the power dynamic is, but I felt like it was like seemed way more organic than like home front and turning point like ever were. Yeah, maybe. And uh, I, I, know, I don't know. I feel like it was re- the trailer was really well produced, but sure. that also has like bitten me in the past. Um the that being said, like uh the story aside, um it very much looks like is from what I saw from the trailer, as far as from a gameplay standpoint, um, they kind they really kind of ratchet up the intensity with uh, with what they had established in the first game. Uh, I uh, Tom and I both noticed that uh, they've uh, they've changed up the dual wielding a bit. You can now dual wield different weapons. Yeah, which yeah. is which is I think you know it's that's pretty cool. Um, 
it does seem a lot it does seem just as fast and 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 intense as the first game uh i really just i kind of just want to play it and you know for my for my opinions based on that but uh based on my experience from with the new order i'm you know i'm very very excited because uh what machine games did uh it's very similar to uh what it had accomplished with doom which is uh you know reinvigorating like this decades old franchise and keep keeping I, the tone i also think that they shouldn't call it wolfenstein 2 yeah um because the new order itself was a sequel not sure. a lot of people know that but that was a sequel yeah. to wolfenstein yeah i think they could have just um, gone with the new colossus yeah and been okay um, and that that and it's it's been proven now that numbered games do not sell as well that's why you see a lot of games stepping away from that. Mass right. Effect Andromeda, not Mass Effect 4, right? Yeah. Things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so I think it would have been, been smart of them not to put a 2 in there. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, so that, I don't know, that was one of the, a lot of, a lot of things came out of, I think, Bethesda's conference that, uh, you know, that had me, well, not really, because I, I was going to say a lot of things came out of Bethesda's conference that had me, um, at least moderately excited, but I mean, we saw, so we saw Wolfenstein, which obviously got me very hype, but then they showed, um, but they also showed a lot of stuff that kind of, um, was already kind of out there. Like they showed the Elder Scrolls Online, Morrowind, but that's already a thing. I mean, they showed a lot of new stuff, though. Yeah. As much as they really can, you know. They don't have a lot of studios. They announced a bunch of new shit last year, all of which came out, except yeah. for Quake, which comes out very soon. Yeah. Um, uh, they showed The Evil Within 2. They showed Wolfenstein 2. Uh, they showed Doom VFR. Yeah. Uh, they showed a Skyrim VR version, which was not announced. The only one that was announced was the Fallout 4 VR. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough... Fallout 4, Pete Hines last year, Pete Hines or Todd, Todd Howard, one of them last year said that it would be exclusive to the Scorpio. Uh, now we know that the Xbox One X will not have VR support. Right. So where is that game going? I'd like to know that. Yeah. But. Uh, um, so you were, uh, you had pointed out what we saw uh, for, uh, for, for Doom is that as far as movement was concerned, it was very smart of them to make it teleport to move as opposed to. Just complete analog movement in that game. Yeah, anyone yeah. who's played VR, especially shooters with analog movements, there are shooters that work well. Farpoint is a good example. It works well, giving you free range of movement. Uh, but that being said, that game does not move at the speed yeah. that Doom moves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. It actually it does look actually pretty good. And I don't. But at the same time, uh, did they announce that for all VR platforms? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Okay. Because uh, I kind of feel like they did, but I don't know. Anyways, um, but I mean, what are you guys excited about with E three, or what? Or what did you not like? Like, what's you know, what were your impressions overall? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be super hyped about the new Pokemon game. I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna be a long ass time. I'm ready to wait, but I'm super stoked about that. I'm super stoked to see the Japanese uh, Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Um, I think Pokemon will be sooner than you think. I hope so. I hope, so, but I'm also like, also just like I'm. I'm stealing myself to wait a while for it. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm really. Uh, I guess those two. I'm most excited about. So um, I don't know overall impressions. So 
everything else. Oh, you know what? Also, the new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, DLC looks so good. Yeah. Then yeah. again, that's like kind of up my alley about like the, uh, like different lore and stuff. I like. I like frost stuff. Horizon so, Christmas. Yeah. Horizon Christmas. <laughs> uh, so I mean, uh, after watching you know all the conferences at E3, you know, I found pretty much all of them to be really actually you know they're pretty entertaining, right? Except for EA. Yeah, I thought everyone's conference was pretty strong, except for EA. Yeah. Um, um, there's been a lot of criticism uh, I've seen, like especially on Reddit, of like uh, how boring this year was. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, yeah, no, while, while all three of us were watching it, we got excited about quite a few things. Uh, I mean, I talked some mad shit about the fashion. But <laughs> yeah, you had a really. But that's sh- a norm, though. Yeah, that's that's Sinead for you. Here's the thing: like if um, if 2016 and 2015 and 2015 were the year of dreams, as people have dubbed them, I think that 2017 is the year of lessons learned. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of interesting things with everybody that was there that they have learned from either their competitors or from previous years that they've dealt with themselves. Um. You know, Bethesda releasing all of their games that they announced last year within that year, except for one, was pretty impressive. And I think that's why you see less things uh, slated to come out in two, three years being shown, right? right? Um, Sony's big problem this year is not that they didn't show anything good. They showed a lot of phenomenal stuff, but it's mostly stuff we already knew about. Right. Right, a lot of it is stuff that we saw for the first time last year, and we're seeing it again this year. Maybe we're seeing more gameplay this year or whatever, but it's the same shit. And I think that's why people weren't so excited. I don't think that's necessarily a yeah, bad thing, though. You know, Sony just got done releasing uh, the Last Guardian, which took ten fucking years. Right, and I think that they've learned that that's not something people want anymore. Mm. Um, I mean, which I, is why we're not seeing Sucker Punch's game yet. Yeah, yeah, but also because of the other conference but um i mean like think about last year's spider-man homecoming trailer um homecoming just just spider-man just spider-man i'm i don't know homecoming's a movie yeah you're right so last year's spider-man uh game trailer to this year's uh i mean i really there's like quite and then um i do feel like um i think that sorry stutter kicking in Let's restart that sentence. I feel like from the video they showed last year to this year, they're really showing a lot of growth in the game. And I think that is a really, really nicely way, like a really, really nice way to do it. I don't feel like the God of War trailer that we saw this year was nearly as exciting as last year's. I think that's only because Um, last year it was new to us. But last year, Spider-Man was new, and I wasn't excited about that then. Sure, but last year we saw 15, 10, 15 minutes of gameplay of God of War, whereas we did not see that with Spider-Man last year. This year we saw a gameplay demo of Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's uh, Spider-Man uh, garnered more excitement because now we actually have you know a proof of concept with this one. Right. Um. And yeah. and the fact that it feels more like a like a Batman game and that's pretty dope. Uh, the thing is that I've the thing that you know that I think that people are honestly expecting with E3 is that they always want what they what they always seem to want is show me a brand new thing every year. For, like, just, I want nothing but brand new things from everybody, right? Well, that's what I'm getting at. It could be that way if we do what E3 used to do and show games that are four or five years out. Yeah. You know, but people don't want that anymore. Yeah. Um, And I think Bethesda proved that. Yeah. And I think everybody, excluding EA, uh, took some cues from Sony's press conference last year in showing 
a ton of games. Sure. And, you know. Uh, I, I really like the way that Bethesda did theirs this year with the Bethesda Land. I did not like it. I thought it was a really cute format to go from one to the, uh, shift from one to the other and make it all feel connected and to continue, like, putting your name out there, but in a way that, like, just felt cheesy and campy. I thought it was a fine way to do it. I just felt like the animation looked cheap. Two, they... This is their third year having a conference, right? They rented an outdoor venue to have this conference, which is yeah. kind of weird. Two, they only cut to the stage like twice. So why do a live conference? Save your money and do a direct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, or show your games show your games on other stages like you used to. Uh, and the Doif was asking about our thoughts on the new co- uh, the COD trailer. Oh, I think it looks fantastic. I think that the new trailer is not great, but... I think it's better than last year's trailer. But uh, it's Call of Duty. It's always good. Yeah. People don't like to it's admit a, that it's good, of, but people go and buy it. Like, t- like tastes aside, like, those are objectively good games. If you take the worst Call of Duty, which I think most people would agree is probably Ghosts. Yeah. It's still not a bad game, and it right. still controls better than the majority of first-person console first-person shooters out there. You know, I, I, one of the things I, one weird criticism that I've that I've uh, heard leveled, or I've not heard but seen, you know, through different communities leveled toward uh, toward the new Call of Duty is, you know, oh my God, an, another World War II game. But at the same time, it's like, when's the last time Call of Duty was set in World War II? It's been a while. Yeah. I think the like, war- it's been the, at least 10 years. I think the thing that's more annoying is people are like, well, they're doing this because of Battlefield 1. Well, no, this game's been in development for three years. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Um, but no, I think that, uh, I think that the new Call of the, that trailer, uh, looked really good. Um, I, I am excited to play another, uh, World War II Call of Duty. I love those games. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite Call of Duties, uh, in the entire franchise is Call of Duty 2. Um, and I, I would very much like to, uh, go back to, go back to that war in those games, especially with the advancements that they've made in their multiplayer system, uh, in the past 12 years since Call of Duty 2 came out. Uh, so, yeah, it, the the trailer itself looked very exciting. Uh, I'm pretty sure the gameplay is going to be on point. And, you know, again, uh, there are going to be people who are, uh, who are not excited about it just because, uh, Call of, like, I'm going to say it, like, Call of Duty is popular, and, you know, I think that a lot of people dislike it for that reason. Yeah. So... Um, there's a couple of games that I do want to mention that were, well, one was briefly at a conference, the other was not, but I watched them behind closed doors on both of these games, and they got me really excited. Um, at Sony's conference, they announced that you could now play the story demo for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Right. So I downloaded it and played it. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of that series. I'm a big fan of Capcom fighters in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game has some major problems. And with it coming out as soon as it is, I, I'm really worried about how so that game's going to turn out. What are these out. problems, Tom? Uh, the animation looks like something you would see on a mobile device. It's not great. Oof. The textures are horrible. The story mode feels forced. It feels like they're doing it as a response to Netherrealm and a response to the criticism of the lack of single-player content for Street Fighter V. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's not great. And it's, it's got frame rate issues, which you don't want in a fighting game. Mm-mm. So, and then, you know, we had the release recently of uh, the latest Injustice, which does not excite me because I don't, I don't think environmental hazards have any place in fighting games. Um, is, is also, this whole armor system is not something that I can get into, even though I know most people really like that game and it's doing very well. So as a fighting game fan, I'm just like, well, what do I have to look forward to as far as fighting games go? 
Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Z Fighter. I'm not sure what it's called because they have the font all fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So that's being developed by Arc System Works, who do Blaze Blue and uh, Guilty Gear. Uh, this game is Marvel vs. Capcom three, and that excites me very much. Yeah. You've got a heavy light medium. You've got three on three. It, it is very much Marvel versus Capcom. Isn't 3. it? Isn't it weird though that you know, in in a weird kind of way. And I don't even like Dragon Ball. Yeah, I just like those mechanics. But like in a weird kind of way that the Marvel versus Capcom experience has kind of been outsourced to a completely different franchise. Right. Uh, because like I was here when like you know I was here when you downloaded that demo and it just. Like to see that game and actually it just it just does not flow well at all. Yeah. Um. And the I don't and I don't know if the demo is indicative of how that story will actually progress. But bye, Doif. Thanks for watching. Later, Doif. Uh, I don't know. It just it, even that game just does not. It's just, it's nothing exciting to me about that game at all. There's not, and it sucks because that's a series I love. You yeah. know. Um. And I will probably still play it at the very least to see if it turns out well or not. Yeah. Um, there's another game. I'm not sure who's developing it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be published by Nicholas, but I'm not positive. It's called Blade Strangers. It's a new 2D fighting game. Mm-hmm. It's a crossover fighting game, uh, but it's not a crossover of games that are immediately recognizable or franchises that are immediately, immediately recognizable. It's got characters from all sorts of different games in it. Um, you've got characters from Cave Story in a fighting game. Right. You've got characters from Code of Princess and like it just it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm excited for both of those. Yeah. Uh so I I mean I said before that you know uh that I thought EA's uh pr- uh conference was largely just a very boring affair. Sure. Uh but I mean there were some things that came out of that 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 had me really excited uh for- a way out. Oh, oh <laughs> capiche? Uh, well, the we f- joke about that, but I do think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it l- looks like it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, um, but the uh, uh, Need for Speed uh, Payback, uh, that game has me actually very excited. Yeah, uh, a lot of burnout vibes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it seems like it's very, it's very much if you put if you took Burnout and and mixed it with Fast and the Furious. And you basically, it looks like that's what you have for uh, Need for Speed Payback. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's very appealing to me. Sure. Um, you know, I uh, I like what they're doing. Uh, I I'm I'm into the open world uh, sort of mechanic of 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 Need for Speed at this point. Uh, I'm this glad. This doesn't seem that way though. This seems more scripted than mm. previous games. And the fact that you switch from one car to another right. in the same event, and yeah, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, the, taking away the uh, the the forced online connectivity. Yeah, let me pause the damn game. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, I like what they're doing with uh, the the concept of finding junked out cars uh, throughout the world and then taking them back and like uh, fixing them up and racing them. That's really awesome to me too. Uh, so you know, I'm really I'm really excited to. Uh, to actually play that game, I've, yeah, I forgot to mention. I am still excited about the uh, about last night. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Do you uh, know anything more about that game than you did that from? All right, no, all right. So the only, th- uh, yeah, I, I the only thing I have from that besides what we saw was I know who does the music for it now. Or the book. Did, um, oh, sorry. Um, uh. 
the song is, uh, I think it's, yeah, the so- anyways, the song, is su- <laughs> the song is super dope. I've been, uh, I've been playing it all, like, on the repeat while I've been, uh, like, packing and stuff. I don't know. I'm just super excited about it. I like that. Uh, I like all the art style of it. And I just, I think, I don't know. I, I'm just, like, I'm just keeping an eye out for it. Do you, but has a, because I, I know what I assumed the genre, like, or what type of game that was, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's a, some kind of point and click adventure. That's what it very much seems like. Um, uh, it's gonna be, I, haven't really, I haven't really followed up on that game at it's all. It's going to be amazing for wallpapers. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks beautiful, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I keep thinking about it because like the like I don't know. Just like the the art style really appeals to me. I yeah. Like the neon neons in it too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, there was another game that EA showed, and I can't. And I was pretty happy that they showed it, but I can't remember what it was now. Um, shit. Well, oh well. Um, trying to find a post I saw on the last night that was a bit controversial, but I can't find it now. Okay. Well, if you find it, we'll just we'll just come back to it. Um. Did you did you guys see anything out of EA that uh that like like appealed to you at all? Nothing that no. really stood out. Yeah. Um, I think that you know doing the story mode stuff with the sports games has proven to be a good thing yeah. for them. It's but that does not interest me. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. Um, yeah. So I and who who came up after EA? Was it? Uh, shit. Who was after EA? Oh, dude, I don't remember the fucking order. Yeah, Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. So, okay, so this is what I wanted to bring up when uh, when you were talking about uh, Bethesda, Tom. Um, so Bethesda has, you know, made it, like you said, Bethesda's made it a habit of when they go to E3, or when they have their conference, I should say, uh, they they talk about games that are coming out that year, right? Right. Um, and later on, uh, Phil Spencer was asked about... Um, about some games for the Xbox One X, uh, what kind of games we're going to see for that? And he's like, uh, "Yeah, we've got some, we've got some exclusives lined up, but they're not coming out for a couple of years, so I'm not talking about them." Well, what's funny is there were three games that Microsoft is is banking on this year. Uh, those were State of Decay Two, mm. Sea of Thieves, and Crackdown Three. Man, uh, see if I still Sea of Thieves and Crackdown Three have been pushed into next year. Yeah, the only game they have coming out this year. Is uh, State of Decay two? Yeah, and w- man, I could have sworn I saw State of Decay getting pushed to 2018 as well. Uh, that might have been redacted, though. Yeah, that's news to me. If that's the case, uh, interesting. It- interestingly enough, I think Microsoft had one of the best conferences. If you are a person who is not as deep into video games as, as say we are, sure. If you were outside of looking in, that conference seems very impressive. Uh, Xbox One X is kind of a high price point. We know now that they are not profiting on it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I don't think that there was a. I don't think there was a good price to give that that console. You go too low, you piss off the people that just bought the S. Yeah. You go too high, and we we see what happens when you go too high. Right. Um. But coming out on stage and saying we're going to show you forty-one games, basically says we're doing what, you know, what Sony has been doing. Which is good. Uh, coming out and saying that 20-something of those games are going to be exclusives to the average consumer, that's awesome. Sure. Uh, seeing these splash screens before each game. Console World exclusive. premiere, console exclusive, console launch exclusive, yeah. right? These are the three that we saw. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. We've now learned exactly what all of these mean. Sure. Uh, world world premiere is this is the first time we're showing a game, even though that is not the case. They showed that before Dragon Ball Fighter Z. We saw that game before this conference ever happened. Right. Um, console exclusive means it will only come to that console, but that's not really the case because it's also coming to Windows. Right. Um, and then console launch ex- exclusive means that they have it first. Yeah. So it's just another way of saying time exclusive, which... And that varies from game to game. Phil Spencer says, I do not know how long that will be for each game. Um, you know, so for all we know, it could be a year, like it was with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Or it could be an hour. Yeah. We, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and I really think that they were, they were uh, inadvertently being more transparent <laughs> with that than they were intending to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, like... You- I feel like they would get ripped to shreds if they... To shreds, you say? To shreds, I say. If they were dishonest about it, this is like the best marketing wording they can come up with it to get some hype about it. And that's exactly what I mean. I think think if you're the average consumer, it looks awesome. And that's fine. Like like that you're trying to appeal to the average consumer to buy a bunch of your consoles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think for people in the know, it was a bit less impressive. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I think this is the strongest conference that Microsoft has had in years. Yeah, sure. Though those chairs looked very comfy. Yeah, and apparently Minecraft 4K blew, blew Phil Spencer's mind. Oh, also, those fucking shirts that they made the crowd wear, like, that was so fucking dumb. What shirts? If you notice, everyone in that crowd is wearing a black t-shirt that says something like, I saw the world's most powerful console or something. Oh, something yeah, yeah, lines, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think that... I think that Microsoft did have, you know, a comparatively good conference, but at the same time, it was, you know, it, so much of it got lost in in that whole. So much of it got lost in the trying to interpret their their language behind certain things. But sure, um, but I do think they're in the same boat as Sony in yeah. not not showing their hand too quickly, right? Yeah, we don't know what Sucker Punch is working on, but we know they're making something. Yeah, we don't know what the Coalition or Three Four Three is doing, but we know they're doing something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Don't show it too soon. Yeah. Um, so I <laughs> I think I was the only one of the three of us who uh when they when they brought up that Porsche for uh for Forza, oh. I was like, Man, that looks badass. Yeah, so <laughs> for those that don't know, uh EA has had the exclusive with Porsche for a while and that just expired, which is how we see this in Forza now. Sure. But it's not going to be exclusive to Forza. GT Sport will also also have Porsche. Yeah. So, you know, Play the racing game of your choice. You'll, yeah. you'll have a portion it now. Yeah, um, <laughs> that game. That game actually had me has me really excited. Um, I haven't played a good uh, racing sim for a while now. Yeah. Um, Forza. Uh, the new Forza actually looks really good. But I'm actually I'm feeling like I'm not gonna really invest in a sim anytime soon until like I get a racing wheel of some kind. Because playing those games with a gamepad is fucking tough. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, I know a GT Sport. They've changed the control scheme. Like, you now have several different control schemes to choose from. Okay. You have the classic GT face button control scheme, but now you also have, like, a more modernized triggers for pedals type thing. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, now, uh, I want, I've actually been really wanting to talk about, uh, about the Ubisoft, uh, conference. What a fucking improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, cause, oh my God, Ubisoft, uh, last year. Every year. Ev- well, yeah, every year. Um, <laughs> every year they never have a good conference 
That's not to say they don't show anything good, but it's they never like, have a it's good just conference. Never fun to watch. Uh, there were there were still a few missteps in this year's conference for sure. Like uh, uh, most improved award. Yeah, there should <laughs> there, there should be an award for that. Yeah, there were some missteps for uh, for, uh, for their conference this year, uh, like uh, that outdoor gameplay demo of the of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that was just awful. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that was really really impactful to me was um they showed the trailer for uh Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah. And then to and then uh Michelle Ancel comes out on stage and Well, he came out first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he come like they show it and then like this like you could tell like he's tearing up and Yeah, and why you know why wouldn't he? Yeah. This is something that him and his yeah. fans have wanted for a very long time. Yeah, and um, it, and it's it's made all the more poignant by the ever looming acquisition of that studio. Um but like seeing that was I think that was like probably my favorite moment of E3. I mean, here's the thing: the fact of the matter is that Ubisoft, one, like you said, they will be not will be, but very likely will be taken over by Vivendi. Yeah, uh, they've got this South Park game that's just in development hell for one reason or another. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they gave a date for the third time. On yeah, that I mean, you know, there's 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 been speculation about Beyond Good and Evil Two for fucking ever. Right. Uh, they're a company in a tough spot. They're br- they just had a movie that flopped. They're bringing that series back for the first, not for the first time in years, but for the first time in two years, sure. which is new to them. Right. Uh, it's it's a company in a tough spot, and to see them improve this much was was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the stuff that they showed for uh for Assassin's Creed looked, it looked like a. It looked like it plays like a different game than previous entries, and uh, you know I think that uh, it from Ooh. Assassin's Creed behind closed doors comments on that game. Oh, let me hear him. Not good. Let me hear him. People are saying it's a, it's a beautiful game, plays very much like Assassin's Creed plays, but like loot is kind of annoying. Oh yeah, uh, that did seem like it has some loots in there. Also, combat they they describe your where you're fighting these guys, and there's like some sort of like spiked trap. What? And if like, you just move into the right position, the NPCs will continue to walk themselves into that trap, and you don't really have to do just, shit. Just nullifying yeah, any sort of difficulty like, in conflict. It sounds interesting. It sounds weird. Apparently, the shield mechanic is really weird because, like, you lock on and bring your shield up at the same time, huh. which is kind of strange. Like, it's I the same know. button to do both. That um, is weird. That's kind of. But that game's got some time. Yeah. It kind of um, hurts my heart a little bit to hear that because I was hoping it would be a lot better. Because it just sounds like, uh, like I've t- I've harped on it multiple times. My experience with Dead Island, where I just ended up curb stomping for hours. Sure. Yeah, that's all you're doing. Yeah, I, I like I don't want it to just be the easiest, <coughs> and fastest way to kill them, and that's all I end up doing because I'm sure. just trying to get to the next part. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: with all these games that I'm going to talk shit about, <laughs> you know, the the games they're not out yet. Sure. There's yeah. time to change them, but some of them there's not as much time to change as yeah. others. Assassin's Creed being one of them, uh, Shadow of War being the other. When we saw Shadow of War, I said right, like straight out, that does not look good. Sure. Uh, we saw clipping in the gameplay that they decided yeah. to show. In yeah. the, in the canned gameplay they decided like, to show. And it was like close, we saw fingers uh, like, like clipping. A cl- and it was a close up uh, shot too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently that game has a lot of issues. Oh. A lot of issues. Did you did you you happen to remember? Uh, clipping is very frequent. Uh, a lot of gameplay stutters. Textures look bad. It's not the combat is not as good. Like uh, people are saying, not good things about this game, and they don't have a long time to fix this game. Yeah, you know. 
What about the... PC? Which is a shame because people loved the first one. I love yeah, the first one. for sure. What about the PC conference? Uh, yeah, that was a shit show. PC conference was fine. The problem with the PC conference is... Of anybody that you would expect to have a steady stream, it would be them. It would be the PC conference, <laughs> and goddamn, their stream was bad. Yeah, so we got to see a few things. Um, there, like we got, we did get to see a, a few. We did get to see a few games. Uh, there was some. I can't remember the name of it. Some uh, some giant robot uh, turn-based strategy game that I that actually looked pretty neat. Um, XCOM Two expansion, yeah. War of the Chosen, out April 29th. Battletech was the name. Looks cool. Uh, I've not played XCOM 2 yet, but I would love to. Mm. Double Fine, Ooblets. Oh, yeah, that game looks super adorable. Very adorable. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but very adorable. <laughs> yeah. It looks like uh, it looks like 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 if you mixed up uh, Pokemon with Harvest Moon. Uh, here's two games from the PC conference that I want to talk about. Tunic uh, looks straight up like a ripoff of The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Much like Oceanhorn. But it looks good. Mm -hmm. They show the gameplay. You cut grass with a blade. Mm -hmm. You Z-target things. Mm -hmm. There are chests. There are gems that you reveal when you cut said grass. Like, mm -hmm. it is straight up, we're ripping off Zelda. Yeah. But it does look good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, PUBG updates that are coming. Uh, two new maps, one being a desert map, one being a snow map. I think that's cool. Uh, climbing, being able to go through windows, weather effects, yes. all coming into the game. Yeah. Yes. Those were my big takeaways from from that conference. Uh, so I think I'm super excited about the with, advances in PUBG. I'm just excited for new maps and being able to climb over knee high fences. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I I uh, I've definitely definitely died because I got stuck on a yeah. knee high fence. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about Nintendo now, please? Yes. 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 Uh, Dude, oh, man. fucking Mario Odyssey. So Nintendo's been doing this thing where they're going back to their roots, right? Yeah. Uh, we saw it with Breath of the Wild. That is more like Zelda 1 than any Zelda game that has come before it. Right. Uh, we're seeing that with Mario Odyssey in that there are new mechanics. There's this hat mechanic, right? Cappy. Fucking mind jack possession. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing, I saw a little, a little tweet. It was an image of like several different costumes from Mario Odyssey. One being like a football outfit, one being the sombrero, one being the safari outfit. And like all of these are in old Mario games. They're all pretty obscure. Right. But they're all like, this is all shit that, that we've had before. Right. The rocket ship that he blasts off in is the rocket ship from Mario two. Yeah. Like his first girlfriend. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. Pauline's in the game. Like yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, the game, that game, you can be a bullet bill. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to be, can you, I want do they establish that you can There's be a chain chomp? Because I would love to be a chain I chomp. I mean, you can be a fucking T-Rex, you know? I want to yeah, be a I was chain like, chomp. Yeah, I was like, I have seen so many T-Rex memes yeah. in the last week, and I'm I'm okay with that. I really want to talk about uh, the uh, Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, Kingdom Battle. Uh, XCOM. That game looks... It's fucking Mario XCOM. It looks fucking rad, And though. I'm so excited because we, we knew that this was going to be an RPG, right? We knew this from Eurogamer from like eight months ago yeah. that this would be an RPG. Uh, we did not know it would be a turn-based strategy game. Right. And that's fucking badass. It, and it, uh, they showed... And uh, boy, how people are changing their tune on this game. Because at first people were like, Rabbids, oh, so fucking dumb. Yeah. Ubisoft is making it, what the fuck? And now people are hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the game looks so fun. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the mechanics that they showed with um, with especially as far as battlefield mobility, mm -hmm. with like the 
you know the That's jumping off of characters jumping off of characters yeah. uh you know the the different attacks the different abilities like every like the the rabid version of all these uh different mario characters the giant uh rabid kong well so like here's know. the thing right like I, I i said maybe a show or two ago that my biggest problem with with strategy games are the little side games within them right, right. with xcom i don't care for the base building right. and stuff like that like right. While exploration is apparently 60% of this game and battles is only about 40%, uh, it seems much more up my alley. Yeah. And there's not going to be permadeath yeah. because you're not going to kill off Mario in yeah. the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. You know? um, like, and like, you're not going to be, you're not going to be building up, uh, Peach's castle or anything. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be think this, fucking great. I think this what? is probably going to be the XCOM that you wanted to play. Sure. I know you're wrong. I love XCOM. Yeah. But yeah, this, this is going to be it, man. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Shanae? Um, the I, th- I think it was the guy who created Rabbids. They like panned to him crying over like that. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, man. Yeah. Uh, and he made it on like uh, a bunch of different subreddits and just like people just being like, "This guy's so happy." I'm like, imagine the game that you created like being paired with Mario. Oh well, yeah, and like you've never like your company in the past. There'd be no way for you to work with Nintendo in that way, right? Like. Okay, so there was Mario and Luigi costumes in in the Wii U version of Rayman, you know? Yeah. That's about it. But, like, being able to make a game with those characters, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then, uh, but then, I don't know. Then, I mean, we're talking about Nintendo. Then we showed, they showed uh, their Metroid uh, 2 uh, remake. Well, uh, the, the conference didn't show that. The director didn't show that, right? They showed the Metroid Prime Four splash screen. Where where did we see the Metroid? That was in Treehouse before the oh. before, right before or right after the conference. Okay. okay. Um, I'm worried about that game. I like Metroid Two. Uh, it's obvious now why they took down another Metroid remake because they were working on this. Yeah. You know, Grant, they would have taken it down anyway. But yeah. But, you know, why they took it down so so quickly is, is more evident now. Yeah. Um, Mercury Steam is making this game. Mercury Steam, for those that don't know, made the most recent Castlevania games, uh, Lords of Shadow 1 and 2, as well as Mirrors of Fate. Mirrors of Fate was a 2D Castlevania game exclusive at one time to the 3DS. It has since come to other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't like that game. I like it because it plays like an old Castlevania. It doesn't play like Symphony of the Night. Uh, it plays like Castlevania 1 or Castlevania 3. The way God know. intended Castlevania to be. No, I, I mean, I prefer the RPG so Metroidvania. Do, you think, do but... you think that the reception to those games kind of might inform what the reception of this Metroid might be? I don't know. I think, I don't know how informed people are, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't know how many people played Mirrors of Fate. Yeah. But, but I mean, also, there's going to be a lot of people that this is their first time playing that game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the gameplay they showed, and they showed a lot of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, looks fun. Looks good to me. So Samus I Returns, I think it's called. people that are just looking yeah. for a new franchise to be attached to. Yeah. Uh, Metroid 2 was the return of Samus. They're calling the Samus Returns. Yeah. But it is a remake of Metroid 2. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and the whole, the whole uh, Metroid Prime 4 thing... Um, really spawned out of you know reggie likes to talk a lot i don't think that's seriously what happened we're joking about <laughs> yeah. this we're joking about this last year reggie fusame said ask me about metroid a year from now and, I'll he, and he could have easily come back next year and be like no we're not doing it yeah 
but uh, <laughs> and Ryan and I were like, oh yeah, he just they made the splash screen last minute, so yeah. he, so he wouldn't look like an idiot, so, you so, know? so that he wouldn't have to punish them. But I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, I don't know. I think that Nintendo is uh, they're back, baby. You think so? I hope so. I don't know, but I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still don't know a whole lot about what their roadmap for for the Switch for 2018 looks like. Um, I know that uh, did they did they talk about? I can't remember if they talked about Arms at all. Uh, I, I don't think so. I know they did the Invitational and all that, but I don't think so. But I, like that game's out like if not already this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no real reason to talk about it too much there. Yeah. But I think that they've got a good thing going. We've got this year, uh, two Mario games, mm-hmm. right? We've got Xenoblade this year. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, poking and all that shit. And next year, hopefully they have something great then too. Yeah. Presumably Metroid or Pokemon or whatever, whatever there might be. Mm. Um, you know, gotta wear shades, Ryan. Future's so bright. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I understand. I get it. Uh, you know, I I think that I think that was one of the things about this year's E3 is that you know I I said before that I think a lot of people want to see what a lot of people think that they want to see anyway is brand new things every year, right? Sure. But I what I like about E3 is <clears throat> having it. You know, conf- like give me an idea of what my expectations should be for like the next twelve months or so. Yeah. Um, Twenty seventeen is going to be nineteen ninety eight part two. Yeah. Um, man, t- this year has been really good. Um, Dude, October, November look yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. And this year has already been so good. Yeah. You know. Um. So you know, and i was one of the things that i was glad for with uh this year's uh with this year's conferences when sony was showing um sony was showing days gone or as it should be known dead don't ride um when that when they first when they first showed that game um i believe at psx no they first showed that game at uh e3 last year okay they closed the show with it wasn't personally i was feeling kind of lukewarm on it um, there was just, there was just something about it that just didn't, it didn't really like vibe with me that well. Right. And then, uh, but when they showed it again this year, um, what they kind of like expanded upon like some of the other uh, aspects of that game. And now I'm, I've definitely come around on that. So the b- behind closed doors event, uh, for this game this year was the same scenario they showed on stage. But at a different time of day, different weather, and approaching the situation completely differently. Okay, and that's interesting to me. Yeah, uh, you that know. Is really, oh, that's is, really it, nice. Did it did it indicate whether or not it's like is it a true open world? I don't know. Okay, I think so, but I don't know. It seems that way. Oh, yeah. speaking of uh, true open worlds, uh, I mean, Metro's not, and a lot of people are really bummed about that. They, I guess they got the Metro. Has yeah. it ever Metro's been? never been though. Yeah, so I mean, why would they A lot of people that? thought it was gonna, this was going to be the first one. People are dumb, man. Look, Metro one and two, you were going in a straight line like, almost the just, entire just game. Corridors after corridors. Just, you know? just have, like, you, there's a couple spaces where it is open, but, yeah. Yeah. but generally it's a very. So I'm just I'm really yeah. not. I'm people really wondering dumb. where like people <laughs> got that idea. 
like that being said, uh, this new metro that new what they showed of that new metro was very pretty. I'd like to see some actual gameplay though. Yeah, so they did this with uh, the original Bioshock. The first Bioshock trailer we ever saw was in first person. People thought, "Oh, this is the game." I remember that. And yeah. It's not. Uh, they used so that trail that trailer. Cause I'm calling it a trailer, even though it it was very, it was it dressed very, itself up as very a much as a trailer. Um, that is in game. However, that is not gameplay of the game. Right. That is not what Metro Exodus is going to look like. Yeah, sure. Uh, and again, the game the game looks really pretty, but like I have no idea how that game plays. Right. Um, hey there. Hi, bye, not now. Oh, hi. How you doing? Who? Hi, bye. Hi, bye, not now. Okay. Yes. That's that's the name. Hello. Um, and I I was saying this before that it really really reminds me of uh, th- like that kind of presentation of a game really reminds me of. Uh, what Gorilla did with uh, Killzone 2 back in 06, I think it was. I mean, the list goes on. What what happened with Bioshock? What happened with Watch Dogs 1? Like, there's tons of games that do it. Yeah. Um, I th- and, uh, but I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that one. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Anthem. I find, like, knowing what that game is. And I was really excited about Anthem. Yeah, so up until up or until, as it should be called, Destiny Three. Yeah, it should be called Destiny Three. Uh, well, yeah, because they do look like Destiny, like Destiny faces. And, it looks like the same style of gameplay. It looks yeah, like a third more, person with, Destiny with more flying and shit, shit like that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, but that's that is what it looks like. Yeah, um, and I think that there is a lot of speculation around whether or not that's going to be Microsoft's Destiny, uh, which is. Oh, it's Bioware. That's going to go everywhere. Yeah. That's not going to be exclusive to the Xbox. Uh, what was I... Th- I might be thinking of something else. Um, but it looked, it looked cool, right? Uh, yeah. I, it, very, it very much looks like the... I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it, that's, that's, what it's, that's what I'm basing it on, right? Yeah. Because I, I, have no, I have no really real idea as to how that game plays. Because they, they very much did the presentation... Like, the, 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 um, the Division sort of uh, presentation of that game... Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Huh. Uh, with the Sony one? Detroit. Yeah, so... Um, oh my god, I can't wait for Detroit. I... I You've, oh man, I'm so excited for it. I really liked Heavy Rain, and yeah. I like Beyond Two Souls. And, I don't know, I just... I'm really, really down for... Because um, I think that... I think I want us all three to play it. I don't know if you'll play it, Ryan. Well, so I haven't played a Quantic Dream game since... Uh, Indigo Prophecy, um, and I had interest in Heavy Rain, uh, not so much in Beyond Two Souls. Uh, I when we first saw, why is that? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not really sure. Um, then I when I first, mm, she's okay. Uh, when I when I when we first saw Detroit, um, it really reminded me. It reminded me a lot of how much I do like these kind of these very these choice driven narratives, and. Uh, I uh, I like the idea of seeing the story from different perspectives. The way that you guys that you guys were able to in uh, in Heavy Rain. Um, I would really like all three of us to play it at the same time and all take notes and compare where we are and what decisions we made because I feel like it's actually going to matter in this game and I'm really excited. Oh, of course it's going to matter. I think that's the, that's the crux of in, any. Oh, uh, I mean, look, what, what's great about these David Cage games that is in my opinion, superior to things that Telltale puts out or even even stuff like Until Dawn or, or whatever it might be. Well, I guess Until Dawn is similar. 
there is a tremendous amount of different ways that things can turn out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> more so than these other games, like way more than these other games. Right. Um, and there's also the fact that like, there's not a lot of death in Telltale games, but when you die, you start over. Yeah. In all these David Cage games, someone dies and the story continues without them. Yeah. You know, and I like Life that. Life goes on. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, uh, High, High by Not Now says that they're waiting for Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Dude, yeah. That was the other EA game. Battlefront was, 2. Uh, Battlefront 2. Looks awesome. I did not need to see half an hour of it. No. But it does look awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Red Dead 2 is going to be great. Um, whatever it turns out to be. It's go- I mean, at the, the there's going to be, okay, there's gonna, there's gonna be, there's going to be, there's going to be horses. <laughs> there's going to be six guns. Theory going around is going to be like be GTA varmints. where, where there's multiple playable characters. Yeah. And I hope that's the case. Sure. As, as long as none of it's them is good, like Franklin. It's a good way to a world build and give variants of gameplay style, but still being in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Battlefront. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited for that. I don't want to see 30 minutes of any game at a conference. No. I want I, I want to play those 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, like sure. yeah, but but it looks great. It looks great. Yeah. I mean, I felt see if these went on too long. It did. It did. Uh, it did. Uh although I am glad to have such a firm grasp of like how that how that game is played. Um All right, in, in, a, in a group with in a group of people. But the, I mean the gameplay demo we saw last year was a lot of the same. Uh even, well, last year was mainly on sea, and then this year it's we got some land bits. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, speaking of pirate games, uh, what about that that Ubisoft one, the Skull and, Skull Bones. and Bones? It's smart. A lot of people after Black Flag wanted them to do a pirate game unattached to the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah. Uh, it is. It looks like it's a PvP only game. Yeah, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I think they might be using like the kind of the uh, the For Honor uh, framework here, which is great. For Honor is one of the best selling games this year so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they said that there will be a campaign, but did they? Yeah, but how? Like whether or not like it's a like it's because you know like a lot of these a lot of these like really 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 heavy fo- uh, uh, multiplayer focused games, the campaign is usually just there. Yeah, um, which. I really, you know, I'd like a campaign, but I'd really like to, like, I'd like to play that game with other people, but... <laughs> I'm know, so glad Battlefront 2 has a campaign. Yeah, but... I don't think it needed it, but I want it. Yeah. I w- Why not? I, I think it... I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, right? We've got, what, now eight movies to give you a story, all the story you need for fucking Battlefront, yeah. right? But I, I'm it down. It says it covers every know. era I, of I Star like, Wars, right? Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Like I, I said, I don't have like a nostalgia, like like a big nostalgia, like heart for like Wolfenstein, but I do for Star Wars, and I've read the books, yeah. and I loved the original. Well, you know, um, most of those books don't count anymore. I yeah. know they're not canon anymore, but <laughs> like it still is a lot to go through and a lot of lore. Yeah, and I really like campaigns because I like being able to like to have my power fantasy come to a game. Like where I'm in the Star Wars universe, I I want the campaign where I'm, I can just like block out everybody and just like focus on that. I just think it's fun. I like it coming to life for me. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it needs a campaign. Um, one thing that I pointed out that I, that I thought was weird about uh, Battlefront Two is that the gameplay they had, where they had you know all those people playing in the in the match. Uh. uh it was all third person. There was no first person. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, we know the game does have first person. I just thought it was an odd choice 
to have literally all of those players playing mm-hmm. in third person. Hmm. That's what the pros do. Yeah, they do not. <laughs> not for that game. Uh, <laughs> PUBG, sure. Battlefront, no. <laughs> I think maybe it was just to like, maybe they wanted to show off the character models or something. I well, know. I get that, but you can do it for some and not all of them, yeah. right? We don't need to see five different droids. Yeah, or do we? When they're all the same? No, we don't. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was weird. I don't know who said it, but I think I heard someone say, pl- like, ability to play as... We're finally going to be able to play as droids in multiplayer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they did that with... They did that with, the, the like, the actual original Battlefront game. So it's, like, it's not a new thing. But, uh, I don't know. It... I really wish I hadn't slept on the first one, but I don't think I'm going to make that mistake with this one. I don't think that you're missing anything jumping into this one, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping this game is more complex than the first Battlefront. Yeah. First Battlefront is very much a casual competitive shooter. Yeah. I hope this is a bit more hardcore. Yeah, you want that hardcore lasers. Uh, Very much looks like it. It looks like it plays... They like they both look like they play very close to the battlefield. Oh, you know what else was weird about that demo? What? Uh and I'm sure this is not what they're called in the game. Well, I guess I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure this is not what they're called in the game. Yeah. But like they were referring to weapons like Uh-oh. they they used the words shotgun. Oh yeah. Like there's no shotgun in Star <laughs> Wars, you know? Uh all right, but, so he's got that uh that Glock. Yeah. Very <laughs> strange, very strange. Uh I love my a my AK lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, say uh, something else, you know. All right. So, uh, what are your top three thoughts leaving E3? Uh, games, games, games. All right. Yours? Like I said, I think that the majority of these developers and publishers have learned lessons either from themselves or, or from others. And I think that this year is showing that. Um, people that aren't excited for E3, because like you said, we're not seeing all this crazy new stuff that we didn't know about, you know, that's always fun. It's fun to be excited about that stuff, you know? Yeah. But it's also fun to see a lot of these companies maturing and hopefully making better decisions going forward. Yeah. And I like, I like the idea of seeing like, you gave your three thoughts. I like the, I like, (laughs) hold on. I like the idea of seeing something that I was excited about initially, like how well, like how far it's coming along. Right. Uh, because it's all, it's kind of, it's kind of worrisome. Like you hear about something that you're in, you're really excited about it. And then next year you just don't hear anything about it. So it's kind of like reassuring to see that. Well, it's like, I mean, think about it, right? Think about last generation, uh, what Nintendo did with the Wii U. Where they blew their load early, right? They released all these all these first party games, and then for long periods of time, they didn't have anything to put out, right? Uh, Mario Odyssey, we know, has been done. It's been done, and they're holding it. And that's a smart fucking thing to do. So yeah. you have something to show later on, right? Uh, Sony learning not to announce games fucking forever before they're out. Yes, I know Death Stranding was announced. That is not a first-party game. Uh, as far as their stuff, right? Whatever Sucker Punch is doing, they're holding that close. They're, they'll wait. Maybe we'll get that at PSX. Maybe we won't get it until next year. Who yeah. knows? Uh, uh, Microsoft showing more games, you know? Um, I feel like everybody has learned something, and I think that's good. Yeah, um, Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think that as far, if we're going to compare just last year to this year, uh, I feel like there's definitely been a lot of growth in presentation styles. Um, 
I really like seeing, I really like thinking about these as like a marketing thing, like for each individual series, which is like the point that I was bringing up earlier. I think there's a lot of successes of talking about the games that they brought up last year. And I think that there was a lot of failures. And I feel like that was all pretty apparent. I feel like uh, crowds there are, are not taking as much bullshit. Uh, at least like this year, there's no woo lady. Yeah. That was like in everything. Um, Let's not forget this year, there are way more. Of much more of the public in attendance this year than ever before. True. Uh, yeah. No, I really. Um, and I think that um, with that, a lot of a lot of presenters and a lot of people are putting more thought in their uh, in their shows as a whole, and it's making it f- to be a much more enjoyable E3 to watch. You know, one quick thing. I, I like that the past couple of years Sony has kept it classy with their presentations. Right, last year with the orchestra and all that. This year with the with the musicians and all that shit. And this year, oh, yeah, they tried it. their new environmental thing where for every game there was like snow yeah. or there was light that simulated grass on the stage and things of that nature. Yeah. But for so many but for days gone, so we don't need these fucking stupid people hanging from the ceiling. That's a bit much, kind of dumb. Don't do that but shit. For I, the, I enjoy for it. Days Gone. Yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed like, the rest of it. I don't yeah. need the people hanging I the th- I think it's great. And then Sean Layden mentioning, oh yeah, I had to walk under those people when I came out here. Like, no, one, the, no you, one cares, dude. Yeah. You, you, you rehearsed this. Yeah, yeah like, you, you know? they were there. I think it's fine. Make a projection yeah. of it. But for the most part, they do keep it classy, and they, I feel like they continued this year. I, I think they should go on further. You wanted more bodies. More bodies hanging from the ceiling. Sure. Sure. Yes. All right. Well, that's it. I want to thank you guys for joining us. As always, it's a pleasure bringing this content to you. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, you always can uh, by email at savecontinuedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming services. My name is Ryan Robinson. With me, as always, Tom Shelby. Goodbye. Shanae Howard. Bye, guys. See you next week, guys.